You're listening to On The Air, a brand new podcast brought to you by Stonewater. Join us as throughout this series, we'll be getting to the heart of what matters in the social housing industry today. From essential questions about shared ownership to celebrating community projects for veterans. Join Anisha Patel and her co-host, Sarah-Ann Mills-Bricknell, and a whole host of industry figures, colleagues and customers for some lively and informative conversation about what matters most in housing in 2020. This is On The Air, a Stonewater podcast. Welcome to the first ever Stonewater podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Anisha. We're really excited about producing our first on the air episode. And there's loads of really exciting things happening at the organisation right now. And today we're going to be focusing on a few of them. Yes, for anyone that isn't plugged into our social channels at the moment or currently in our office eating cake, Stonewater is celebrating its fifth birthday this month. Five years since the merger of Jefferson and Raglan to become Stonewater. Incredible. I agree. However, given that we both haven't been here with Stonewater for all of that time, we've got a couple of guests with us in the studio with us today. So today we're going to be joined by David Blower, our Corporate Services Director, Claire Bray, who works in our development team, and Dean Ballard from our Customer Insight team. Welcome, everyone. Hi. Hiya. Hello. So from an outsider's perspective, Stonewater celebrating its fifth birthday is a great achievement, But for you, what has been the most defining moment for Stonewater during the last five years? Wow. Um, I think firstly, I just can't believe it's five years. It's just amazing. As an organisation, we tend not to look back. We tend to look forward. So actually, we've almost forgotten that it was five years. Having been here from the very start, from the very early discussions, right the way before the merger ever happened, we've achieved more than we ever set out to achieve. When we were created, we set out our vision for everyone to have the opportunity to have a place to call home. And what we tried to do was bring two organisations together that were subtly different and had different um, strengths. And actually, you wanted to harness the strengths of both and I feel we've done that we've built over 3,000 new homes over 3,000 more families can call a stonewater home their home and that's hugely powerful yeah it's the sort of thing that gets me out of bed every morning and and thinking that not only have we done that but we've made massive inroads into our digital services my home online helping our customers be access our services what do you mean it's convenient for them but also we've recognised and some people can feel that they can't access our services. So we've done a massive outreach programme to customers to, to help them become more digitally aware. And that's had benefits just for us as a business. But you, the social benefits that's had, you, know, you hear from customers who have got relatives and grandchildren in, in the other side of the world. And they're able to talk and FaceTime with their grandchildren and people whom they would only have been on the phone. They can actually see their grandchildren growing up. That's hugely, hugely beneficial for, for them at their lives, their, their grandchildren are part of their grandparents' lives. It just makes you feel so proud of our organisation. And Claire, do you have anything to add to that? For me, personally, it's a completely different place to work than what it was five years ago when we first started. I actually worked for Marches, who were a subsidiary of Jefferson, and our annual development programme was 100 units a year. We're currently on 1,500 a year. So that's quite a jump. <laughs> quite a jump, but I love it. It's great. We're doing so many different types of development schemes now as well. And it's just so far from a little organization that we used to be in. For me personally, it's 
been great. But what I think one of the things that we've done, which I think is is a testament to the great colleagues that we have, is although we are quite a large organisation in our industry, we haven't in any way forgotten the individual. And very much about the developments that we have a focus on individuals' needs, but also inside as an organisation, we have an enormous programme around equality, diversity and inclusion that's around recognising us as individuals and, yeah, and the yeah. individual skills, talents and experience that we bring and how we can all work together. So we seem to have struck that balance of being large and be able to do fun things as a big, big organisations can, but also being intimate and, and caring and focused on actual individual needs. That is both internally on colleagues, but also for customers as a large organisation. I think it's it's amazing how Stonewater hasn't forgotten the customer in all of this. And the customer remains central to why we're here. Everything we do, it's about providing a great customer experience. And as David said, giving everybody the opportunity to have a place to call home. And we demonstrate that through a variety of uh, activities to have customers involved in shaping our services and holding us to account. Um, we're one of the few organisations that retained a scrutiny panel for the whole of the last five years. A lot of housing associations, when the 1% rent cut hit, decided to disband their scrutiny panels as a way of saving money. But Stonewater was very clear that customer involvement and co-creation of services was key to why we're here. And we retained the panel and it goes from strength to strength and is seen as a bastion of good practice within the sector. And we regularly have other housing providers or local authorities coming to talk to us to understand how we set it up and how it works and how it has remained so functional. Can you tell us a bit more about that, sort of how it was set up, how it works and their impact on... Yeah, of course. So following merger, we relaunched the scrutiny panel, making sure that there were residents involved from each of the three legacy organisations. So there was uh, Jefferson, Raglan and Marches as the subsidiary. It was made up of 12 residents who were selected following a rigorous um, set of training and interviews and campaigns to make sure that we got the right people with the right skills that were going to give good sound advice and can commit the time that we needed so that they could get as much out of it as we could as an organization. The principle around scrutiny is to allow us to co-create so it gives us that opportunity to bounce ideas off a group of actively involved customers as well as them challenging us when things are not quite right or things don't work from that customer perspective. It allows us to really check in with our customers and as I said at the start that's why we're here so we need to make sure that the things we do meet the needs and aspirations of our customers now and in the future. And currently, our scrutiny panel five years later, we have 10 involved residents um, and two of our ex-scrutiny panel members have been moved onto our customer experience committee, which is part of our governance structures uh, as an organization. So they act as a clear link between our governance and our customers, and they uh, sit on both the, the scrutiny panel and the customer experience committee, sharing the knowledge and experience that they've built up over that time. Well, it's really clear that the ethos of customers at the heart is really integrated into actually the way that we work here. And it's great hearing sort of everyone's thoughts on your achievements. And um, I think we've painted quite a good picture of what Stonewater does. But what character traits do you think that Stonewater's adopted from its legacy? One part of the organisation was very progressive and always pushing forward. Another part of the one of the other legacy organisations was very good at follow through, delivery, risk management. And I feel that the Stonewater we are now actually does combine those two. I think anybody that sits in Stonewater couldn't possibly challenge that we aren't ambitious. 
we're always punching above our weight. We always want to be better and we're never satisfied with quite what we've achieved. We always wanted to achieve something else. But also behind all of that, it isn't just pushing forward with no substance behind that. Behind that is very well thought through, very well considered, a very well risk managed approaches so that you know, we're keeping our customers safe, we're keeping our colleagues safe. And we're also keeping the business sustainable for the long term, both financially and also environmentally. So I do feel that we've harnessed both of those attributes of the legacy businesses. Would you agree that, because for me, to take the best of something from two different organisations, to me, that sounds really ideal, really utopia, if you will. To actually blend them together, to me, sounds actually really hard because the customer has been the sole focus or the the main focus for the organisation, that it's been an easier umbrella, if you will, to put everything under. One of the things that we've kept absolutely central is our vision that everyone has the opportunity to have a place to call home. And the key words for me are everyone, opportunity, home. That has been something that has been right the way through from the very, very early discussions that we were having about the merger right the way through the integration period. So it's been around how can we continue to provide that opportunity because we know that home is a foundation of our lives and and for all of us if ever we considered our home was a threat that that would just shake the sheer foundations of us so all of us are so passionate about making sure that we are providing safe secure homes for as many people as possible it hasn't been easy or or (laughs) a a smooth ride over time Mm. and a lot of hard work has gone into building the culture that is is stonewater and actually as david said taking the best bits of the the legacy organizations but being clear to create a new culture Mm. that is stonewater and we're not ex raglan or ex jefferson now everybody here is very clear as to what stonewater is what we're about and why we do the work we do for our customers and for our colleagues. So you don't have a side off in the office. I've been here just over two years and I can count on one hand the times I've heard, oh, it was better when it was, or I'm X this or X that. Those conversations have disappeared. People are, are firmly behind the vision that is Stonewater and making that sustainable for the future. For us at Marches, it was a massive change because we were such a small little company and simple things like working from home rather than in an office trying to get your head around that at the beginning I can't imagine working any other way now. Mentioned already about the ambitious development plans and how previously the aim was 100 houses and now you're looking at 1,500. Can you explain why Stonewater is in the position to be able to set such ambitious task because I personally wouldn't be able to do that. It's those economies of scale, isn't it? Yeah. Being a large organisation has allowed us to to build the the partnerships with Homes England and to leverage more funding into such a large organisation, which has meant that the development pipeline can grow significantly. But it's also about, we were very lucky. um, We got allocated the largest partnership with Guinness Homes, which is also allowing us to do another 4,500 homes over five years we've been focused on was also around combined financial strength so we have one of the strongest credit ratings in the industry you know when you've got financial strength that gives you choice and it gives you buying power but also alongside that that would be no good if we didn't deliver so claire's within the development team hugely strong team with a whole range of skills and qualities that are able to so we've had we have a track record of delivery and that's then enabled us to i say work in partnership with guinness to create one of the the, the largest strategic partnership 
that there is with Homes England. That combined um, financial strength has then enabled us to set forward a programme that is you know, is truly ambitious. Uh, but I think as well is just coming back to the customer when it's not just about growth for growth's sake. It's yeah. around very much about creating homes and communities where people want to live. Yeah. So building the, where they where they're needed. So one of the things that we're it? really focused on is creating great places to live. When we're looking at an individual scheme as an executive, we want to know actually how are we creating community here? Are we how are we enabling people to build great lives from the homes that we're producing because it's that legacy that we're trying to create and that sustainability that we wanted to create as well. See, I can imagine when you work in partnership with other <clears throat> organisations, so local, local authorities and stuff, being able to invest and build in that community, I feel, would kind of take that initial pressure off. When you're doing your design and build schemes, how is that different? How are you able to connect with the community? What, do you, what kinds of things do you do? Lots of consultations with your local authorities. And the local parishes, you know, we go out there and we talk to them, find out what they want, what they don't want. But relationships, really good relationship with these stakeholders does help a lot, When, especially in rural, rural sites. There's a massive need in rural areas, but unfortunately sometimes they are lower values in the area and it's sometimes really hard to develop in these areas. But good communication with your stakeholders and you get things done. I wonder, Dean, if, if something like this, also listening to our customers as well, to understand what our customers need, yeah. is, is that yes. something that, that also part, forms part of that as well? It does, and, and bringing the, the, the insight of, of what our customers want, what they need into the organisation forms a key part of the, the role my team undertakes, and bringing that voice of the customer in and making sure that we listen to it as an organisation and we capture a huge amount of, of, of customer feedback through our surveys, through complaints, through calls into our contact centre, and we shape that into a coherent message so that we are constantly listening and challenging ourselves to be better and to make sure that we're delivering services and properties and communities that meet the needs of our customers and their families now and in the future. You're listening to On The Air, a Stonewater podcast for conversations that matter. make a scrapbook about the last five years of Stonewater what would be the key things for you what what are the proudest things that you could take away for me 3,000 homes in five years yeah that's a great massive achievement achievement. you know 3,000 brand new homes for all those families and is that across England is that in one particular area that's across the whole of Stonewater we we operate in around 150 different local authorities so we are a a big national dispersed organization so that impact is felt far and wide and and I think that that sort of amount turns into I think we build one in every 200 homes in the UK when we have a national housing crisis to know that we we make that significant contribution is very powerful one of the things that I'd be really most proud of, I'm sure Dean will talk about the customer, one thing that I'm most proud of, is the fact that we were Sunday Times top 100 employer. We were one of the top 100 best organisations to work for in the UK. And that's something that I'm immensely proud of because throughout all of that change, throughout all of that period, we have really worked very, very closely with our colleagues and we are a great place to work. And that's one of the things that I'm so proud of, that we're building our organisation from our colleagues and from the individual talents and skills that they bring to it. I mean, when you do such an important job, build 
houses for other people and house those people. I think sometimes people forget that the people behind that. So the fact that it is still a, a great place to work, I think that's a, a real, completely agree why you'd be proud of that. That is a real achievement. Absolutely. And it's, and it's something where we're proud of. It's because we really are committed to people bringing themselves to work and the individuality. As we sit here, we're all dressed completely differently and we're dressed how we feel comfortable being <laughs> at work. And that's the Stonewater way. If we're going to achieve the sort of ambitions that we have to do in the future, we need the talents and skills and qualities of a whole range of people. That's why we want to be a great place to work, because we want, we want to attract and retain the very best. Dean, what are your most poignant moments? I agree with what, what David and Claire have said, but underpinning all of that, we haven't lost sight of our customers. Mm-hmm. We still remain focused, no, no matter how big we get or what ratings we have for credit and governance, we still focus on the people that live in our properties and their homes and what their needs and aspirations are and actually giving people that opportunity to have a place to call home. It's not about a property, it's about a home for us. And all of our colleagues are passionate about doing that, which is why why we're here. So the size and scale is great, but ultimately it's the customer focus and the, the wanting to do the right thing for as many people as possible, which I'm most proud of. I think that's definitely a great moral compass to have as an organisation just wanting to do the right thing. And David, I think you mentioned earlier about us becoming very digital, but then also finding that balance between being offering that digital service, but also having that human interaction and Mm. customers being able to pick up the phone and speak to someone. And Dean, from the feedback you probably hear from customers, do you think that Stonewater's got that balance right? In the most part, yes, we, we still have challenges. Some customers would like to see us more often, which is which is fine and we understand that, whereas other customers are far more happy interacting with us as and when it's convenient to them. So that could be in the middle of the night. Um, as we launch more digital services, we see the times that customers need us and that is now 24-7. Customers have to be able to contact us or to, to do what they need to do when they need to do it. You've also done an extended opening now, haven't we? We're open yes. till eight at night and Yes, Saturdays. so uh, we're open eight till eight in our contact centre. So we're open on bank holidays. So we're, we're available when our customers need us. We accept that, you know, people work. So just being open nine to five, Monday to Friday is no longer acceptable. You have to be available when your customers need you. So I guess we're at a point where five years on from the merger, we've looked back at what Stonewater's achieved. What do you think the future holds? Um, I can assure you we're not losing any of our ambition. So when I'm starting to look at the achievements there, there's clearly a a massive housing crisis and affordability crisis with property in the UK. And so therefore, our vision is still as pertinent and relevant as it was five years ago and that will probably still be unfortunately still as relevant in five years time but running alongside that there's an increased requirement for us to be more environmental so actually that's so our focus on our environmental and on reducing our, our carbon footprint and being a stronger organization so that we can build more properties and create more homes but we can create a sustainable business for tomorrow and on the back of that we've signed up to the community forest trust where for each home that we build currently we donate £50 to them, which enables them to plant five trees into their forest. So it's giving something back as well. And we're also looking in development about doing schemes that aren't reliant on fossil fuels. We're starting to do one, we'll start this year, and we'll just learn from the experience of building that scheme out. And then we can introduce that into further schemes. Um, I think Stonewater will continue to be innovative, continue to try and push the boundaries of what we do, try new things, 
but as I said, not forgetting who we are and why we're here. Just before we round up, can we just go through now and highlight the top five things? So we've talked about the achievements and we've gone mm-hmm. through some of the special moments for each of you. But if we were to pin five, one for each year, <laughs> preferably, yeah, what would they be? For me, I think the success of our scrutiny panel and the longevity of our scrutiny panel against the backdrop of others getting rid of theirs is huge. And it shows the importance of involving customers is still here and isn't going anywhere. Being one of the very best places to work in the UK and being on the Sunday Times top 100 list. Being part of the largest strategic partnership from Homes England Grants. Um, For me, the (laughs) equality, diversity and inclusion agenda at Stonewater and being able to bring your whole self to work and accepting of all colleagues is, is huge and it gives people that opportunity to do their best for the organisation without fear of, of people judging what they do or who they are. Being aware of the environmental impact that we have and doing our utmost to minimise that environmental impact. So one of those um, that you mentioned, Claire, was about the partnership with Homes England. Having that extra funding, has that helped you to kind of widen your portfolio in terms of the services that you're able to offer and the people that you're able to support? Is it just people that are looking for a home or is it people are kind of up against other difficulties as well? Yeah, it's enabled us to look at different tenures on schemes as well. So I know down in... Castle Kerry, we're looking at our first open market rents, you know, which we've never done before. We're looking at the rent to buys now, whereas predominantly it used to be just rented or shared ownership properties. So being able to look at different tenures on the schemes that we're working on, and that's all thanks to extra funding and being able to do our own schemes as well. And I think alongside the development, it's also looking at other initiatives. So, for example, our safe space, one of the very few LGBT domestic refuges in the UK. It's an innovative product. It's hugely needed by the community. Domestic abuse is something which fortunately is getting a bigger voice now. Uh, and I'm so pleased that Stonewater, we're playing our part in, in helping to support any victims, particularly our victims from the LGBT community. I think it says a lot, doesn't it? It goes back to Stonewater just wants to do the right thing. Yeah. And I'm pleased that you mentioned it because we were, we're talking to Andrew King in a few episodes time, aren't we, about the LGBT safe space. So he can tell us a bit more about that as well. Well, it's almost cradle to grave. You know, we, we have some of our domestic abuse refuges of, of women and LGBT members and potentially their families escaping domestic abuse through to our foyers for younger people, through to our rented homes, our, our, our general needs homes, and our shared ownership homes, through to our retirement living portfolio. So we do have a, a full spectrum of support across the whole of society. So, David, you mentioned sort of cradle to grave and helping across society. And you spoke about retirement living. Could you tell us a bit more about how Stonewater supports those individuals? Yes. Yeah, so we, we have a portfolio of retirement living schemes. And, and what we recognise is to keep those, to future proof those, to keep those for the, um, to meeting the needs of current and future customers. We've invested a very significant investment across our, our retirement living portfolio and making those developments real destination places where people do want to aspire to mm. to move to. But also alongside that, we've been running digital inclusion um, exercises and workshops with our customers in these schemes so that they can actually they can connect with us for a business digitally, but also can keep in touch with friends and relatives. Um, through a whole range of social media platforms. So again, to be avoiding um, social isolation, which can sometimes be prevalent as people get older. 
Dean, what's the feedback from retirement living customers on Stonewater's approach? Most of our retirement living customers are very happy to live in Stonewater schemes and they absolutely love the digital inclusion uh, work that we've been doing in the majority of those schemes. We have things like dementia tables. We we recognise that we have an ageing population and that we need to change what we do slightly to, to take that into account because people are living longer. So we cannot just continue to deliver those same services. It is going down well with customers. It, it can take a while for them to understand why and what we do, but it is more often than not received very well. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much for joining us today and talking about the last five years and happy Happy birthday again. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thank you. If you would like any more information about everything that we've talked about in today's podcast, check the episode description and we'll have all the links so you can find out all the relevant information. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Stonewaters on the Air. Thanks for listening. We'll be launching a new episode every other Wednesday. So stay tuned for some more great conversations.